0: The Lady's Dressing Room by Jonathan Swift Read for LibriVox.org by Yannon Drake August 5th, 2006, Allentown, Pennsylvania Five Hours, and who can do it in less? By haughty Celia spent in dressing The goddess from her chamber issues Arrayed in lace, brocade in tissues Strephon who found the room was void and betty otherwise employed stole in and took a strict survey of all the litter as it lay whereof to make the matter clear an inventory follows here and first a dirty smock appeared beneath the armpits well besmeared Streffron the rogue displayed it wide and turned it round on every side in such a case few words are best and Strephron bids us guess the rest, but swears how damnably the men lie in calling Celia sweet and cleanly. Now listen while he next produces the various combs for various uses, filled up with dirt so closely fixed, no brush could force a way betwixt, a paste of composition rare, sweat, dandruff, powder, lead, and hair, a forehead cloth with oil upon it to smooth the wrinkles on her front here a loom flower to stop the steams exhaled from sour unsavory streams their night-gloves made of tripsy hide bequeathed by tripsy when she died with puppy-water beauty's help distilled from tripsy's darling whelp here gallipots and veils placed, some filled with washes, some with paste, some with pamatin, paints and slops, and ointments good for scabby chops. Hard by a filthy basin stands, fouled with the scouring of her hands, the basin takes whatever comes, the scraping of her teeth and gums, a nasty compound of all hues, for here she spits. And here she spews. But oh, it turned poor Strephron's bowels When he beheld and smelt the towels, Begummed, be mattered, and beslimed, With dirt and sweat and earwax grimed, No object Strephron's eye escapes, Her petticoats in frowsy heaps, Nor be the handkerchiefs forgot all varnished or with snuff and snot stockings why should I expose stained with the marks of stinking toes or greasy quaffs and pinners reeking which Celia slept at least a week in a pair of tweezers next he found to pluck her brows in arches round or hairs that sink the forehead low or on her chin like bristles grow The virtues we must not let pass, Of Celia's magnifying glass. When frightened Strephron cast his eye on't, It showed the visage of a giant, A glass that can to slight disclose The smallest worm in Celia's nose, And faithfully direct her nail To squeeze it out from head to tail. For catch it nicely by the head, It must come out alive or dead Why, Strephron, will you tell the rest? And must you needs describe the chest? The careless wench, no creature warn her to move it out from yonder corner, but leave it standing full in sight for you to exercise your spite. In vain the workman showed his wit, with rings and hinges counterfeit, to make it seem, in his disguise, a cabinet to vulgarize. For Strephron ventured to look in, Resolved to go through thick and thin. He lifts the lid, there needs no more, He smelted all the time before. As from within Pandora's box, When Epimetheus oped the locks, A sudden universal crew Of human evils upward flew, he still was comforted to find That hope at last remained behind. So Strephron lifting up the lid To view what in the chest was hid, The vapours flew from out the vent, But Strephron, cautious, never meant The bottom of the pan to grope And foul his hands in search of hope. Oh, never may such vile machine Be once in Celia's chamber seen, oh may she better learn to keep those secrets of the horrid deep as mutton cutlets prime of meat which thou with art you salt and beat as laws of cookery require and roasts them at the clearest fire if from adown the hopeful chops the fat upon a cinder drops to sinking smoke it turns the flame Poisoning the flesh from whence it came, And thence exiles a greasy stench For which you curse the careless wench, So things which must not be expressed When plumped into a reeking chest Send up an excremental smell To taint the parts from which they fell, The petticoats and gown perfume, And waft a stink around the room thus finishing his grand survey the swain disgust slunk away repeating in his amorous fits oh celia 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 shits but vengeance goddess never sleeping soon punished strephron for his peeping his foul imagination links each dam he sees with all her stinks and if unsavory odors fly Conceives a lady standing by. All women his description fits, And both ideas jump like wits. By vicious fancy coupled fast, And still appearing in contrast. I pity wretched Strephron, Blind to all the charms of womankind. Should I, the queen of love, refuse, Because she rose from stinking ooze? To him that looks behind the scene. That tira's but some pocky queen when celia in her glory shows if Streffron would but stop his nose who now so impiously blasphemes her ointments daubs and paints and creams her washes slops in every clout with which she makes so foul a rout he soon would learn to think like me and bless his ravished eyes to see such order from confusion sprung such gaudy tulips raised from dung end poem this recording is in the public domain